Hello again. This is Mike Fink, and this is episode 11 of the 5-Minute Forest Hill Podcast. This past Monday at Forest Hill was Partner Control Night. The spouses ran the evening, and Judy Laslett, wife of Bob Laslett, spoke about the couple's recent trip through Japan. My wife has accused me of asking some leading questions to try to make a specific point when I collect these audio clips after the meetings. She's more right than not. I do sometimes have a preconceived idea in my head when I talk to the speakers. You can hear for yourself. I tried to make the point that exposing yourself to foreign cultures would make conflict less likely. Judy was not going to let me get away with that and was quite happy to make her own views known. Here's the clip. You mentioned Nagasaki particularly. Do you think that if more people traveled, we'd have less conflict in the world? Or first thing that comes to my mind is that well, yes, probably you would have less conflict because if more people travelled, they'd probably have the money to travel, whereas there are so many people who wouldn't have that opportunity. I, I think it's just so worthwhile. Maybe that's because we've always been able to travel. Not when I was young. No. Life was a struggle. But, uh, but it's nice to have the opportunity. Oh, to yes. And, uh, and members of your family have also travelled for, for academic work. Yes, that's right. Well, that was Bob's job took us overseas, but then we were well into our 30s before we ever went overseas. Oh, I had one trip to New Guinea when I was younger. One thing I didn't say, and I really would like to go back, not do a cruise, but go and be more with the Japanese people do what they do that's that's my advice to anybody going to Japan get right into it yeah and spend more time just meandering around walking with the Japanese people and they are so friendly thank you very much and all credit to Judy for making the point that she did Rotary has, of course, a Peace Fellowship program you may have heard of. I'll put the link to the information on the podcast description, but its main function is to fund study and work in the field of peace. There have been and continue to be some brutal conflicts around the world. The work that these people do to reconcile the survivors of violence, promote resolution, and develop peace building around the world is both difficult and invaluable. But the point Judy made is worth repeating and considering. People will accept the status quo when the status is acceptable. And the work Rotary does more broadly is to make sure that, locally and internationally, the status of people is improving. Money doesn't buy happiness, but it does buy convenience and comfort. And without a doubt, you can't buy much happiness with poverty. It's not a guarantee, but people who are well-educated and healthy with access to clean water, safe place to live, affordable healthy food, and the ability to work are generally happier. So I think everybody within Rotary is promoting peace, whether they know it or not. And that's fantastic.
And now I want to return to the issue of the past Monday night and make a few admissions. First, despite using the terms spouse and partner, the honest truth is that in practical terms, this meant wives. Rotary Club of Forest Hill has, like many clubs within Australia and beyond, a specific traditional demographic. And for that demographic, the norm was that the husband was the primary breadwinner and was connected to the business world. It made sense for him to be the Rotarian as well. But demographics change, and economic conditions change, and social norms change too. These days, couples come in many varieties, and families do as well. And you'd be hard-pressed to make the bet on which one earned more money on first look. I'll come right out and admit that I currently make less money from my job than my wife does at hers. And more broadly in society, it's far more common for both parents, even those with young children, to work full-time than in some past generations. Time is at a premium, housing is expensive, and kids don't just hop on their bikes to get where they need to go anymore. I think the new flexibility offered by the Rotary Council is an attempt to recognize this new reality. You could argue that reducing the number of meetings for a club is a mistake, or that relaxing attendance requirements may lead to a lack of engagement, but item number four seems like a stroke of brilliance. Clubs are now free to offer new types of membership, corporate, junior, family. These new types, which can be defined by the clubs, can be used to match the time and resources available from prospective members to the needs of the club. I can tell you that there are already some couples at the Club of Forest Hill where you'd be hard-pressed to identify which spouse was doing more for Rotary. These are couples where both people are committed, active, valuable assets. They exemplify the values of Rotary and stand as leaders within the club, regardless of their official status. Imagine being able to recruit that kind of energy right from the start. Charge them a single membership fee with a bit tacked on to cover the extra insurance and watch that team of two spring into action, like a tiny Rotarian relay team. The attendance flexibility is based on the idea that half a loaf is better than none, but the membership options proposed might better be described with the phrase, two loaves are better than none. Just some food for thought. Find the links to the Rotary Peace Fellowship the new club flexibility policies, our contact details, and the example of last episode's foreshadowed sneaky marketing on the description page. And no matter what your demographic slice, if you have the drive and commitment to be involved in an organization with a hundred-year history of fellowship, personal development, and improving the lives of millions of people around the world, get in touch with us or your local Rotary Club. Till next week, thank you for listening. This is Mike Fink for 5-Minute Forest Hill.